Hello and welcome to the I Do Diaries. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Jordan. And today we're joined by an extra special guest, Christy Brooks of Brooks Wedding Ceremonies. Christy's the owner, CEO of Brooks Wedding Ceremonies and has officiated weddings in Grand Rapids and all throughout the West Michigan area since 2015. Welcome, Christy. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, we're so excited to talk to you. Um, We So in a previous episode, we talked about how um, Jordan and I had just uh, officiated our first wedding and it went well thanks to you so (laughs) I don't know about that I think that uh, what a fun um, experience to be able to both share in in that officiating a wedding I think that's awesome oh it was so so wonderful but yeah I mean I'm we're so excited to talk to you and kind of you know talk about your process and everything and what you do to help couples because yeah, I mean, so we'll we'll link your website um, to the show notes, but you have an entire wealth of knowledge on there just for for new officiants and new couples. So, um, kind of want to get into it a little bit. Um, so, first of all, what got you started with officiating? Why why this beast? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I guess I kind of fell into it. Um, I like to call it a happy accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having a conversation with a coworker of mine. It was probably a little over 10 years ago. And we were talking about, you know, what would we really love to do if we ever decided to leave property management? And it was really crazy because both of us said at the very same time, I would love to marry people. And I, it was crazy. We never had that conversation before. So we always talked about how fun it would be to go into business together and, you know, how we would run it. And um, my friend never left property management, but I eventually did. And always remembering that conversation. Um, four years later, my best friend asked me to officiate his wedding. Oh, and wow. it was at that point that I knew that that's what I really wanted to do. Um, I think I realized that in this particular stage of my life, I'm in my mid fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I decided that if I was going to completely change my career, it really needed to be something meaningful. Yeah. And in this crazy world that we live in, I can't imagine <laughs> anything better than celebrating the commitment of love as an officiant. So that's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that what a what a like bold risk mm-hmm. too, right? Like, I mean, we, we always think about like, what, what would we do if we were going to do what we actually love doing, but we're like, oh, we'll do it on the side and everything. So that's, that's right. just really admirable that I did that. You know, and I think that's how I started. I thought that I probably would just kind of play around with it on the side. And then all of a sudden it just started growing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when, you know, I, I knew, Hey, this might be something. Yeah. How did you get started then? Did you go? So Jordan and I are, are ordained ministers or whatever through, I think it's just universal Universal life Life church, Church. right? So is that what you did or, or how did you kind of go about that? Yeah, I went through American marriage ministries. Okay. Um, I, I chose that because at that time it looked like, um, that there were more States that were, um, more accepting, um, with those that were officiated Mm -hmm. through that particular organization. So that's kind of why I picked that, not really knowing if I would ever uh, officiate out of the state of Michigan, but yes, that's exactly what I did. And then a lot of it was just on, on the job training, um, the the boo-boos and things like that. So um, I eventually found my way. 
Yeah. I love, I always get, um, Jordan, I don't know if you get these emails because I think I'm the one who signed up when we, when we got our officiating license, but I always get these emails like, um, would you like to purchase your officiant robes or like, how about a special hat? And I just, I think it would be really fun to show up to a wedding dressed like that, but like have that not be requested. (laughs) Just those robes and everything like I'm here. (laughs) This is me, but uh, no. So, um, so what I love about kind of your approach, Christy, to designing ceremonies is that you're, I mean, I guess that's the word, right? You're designing them with the couples in mind. So I would really love um, if you could kind of walk us through your process of, okay, so a couple comes and they're meeting you for the first time. Where does it go from there? Yeah, absolutely. So um, kind of a a little bit of a backstory before I get into into Mm -hmm. the process. Um, I think I kind of fell into doing it this way. When I started years ago, um, I was officiating like everybody else. I was handing my couples the same three or four blah mm-hmm. ceremony scripts, the cookie cutter thing, because mm-hmm. I thought that was what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a while of doing that, I had couples coming to me and telling me how frustrated they were when speaking with other officiants, because they felt like they were forced to kind of fit in the mold of what was in those ceremony scripts. And they were like, you know, our relationship is kind of out of the box. Um, We're looking for a ceremony experience that celebrates, you know, who we are as a couple um, in a more personal way. And so all of a sudden it was like, ding, 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 you know, realizing that nobody else in my area was offering anything close to that. They'd call Mm -hmm. it custom, but it really, really was kind of just a pieces and parts of other ceremonies and throwing their name in it and saying, Hey, this is your ceremony. I knew that I needed to go into a direction. Um, when I was taking a marketing class online, one of the things that kept um, sticking with me, one of the things that I learned was to give your client what they're asking for, give them what uh, they want. It's that simple. And I really, I thought it was more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, but I found that once I uh, gave them what they wanted, which is a very personal experience, more of an engaging ceremony that their friends and their family can be involved in. Um, I, it just made really a lot of sense to me. So process that's really that. interesting though. That I love that perspective of that though, that marketing class too, because I mean, so I'm, I'm in sales basically. Right. And I mean, that's the number one rule is there are no products or services. There's just people. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's what you're looking at. So that's, I, I don't know. That's really cool. Yeah. Anyway. So process-wise, you would ask me about that. Um, when a couple decides they want to move forward with me, um, it, it works pretty easy. I send them um, a, a link to a love story ceremony questionnaire. And then that is um, going to give me a lot of information. It's going to start with kind of the flavor or the vibe that they're looking for, that they're wanting mm. to go for, um, you know, theme, what, whatever it is, letting me know um, non-religious versus religious, you know, do mm-hmm. we want to mention God? Do we not want to those types of things? And it kind of gives me um, a place to start. And then the second part of that questionnaire, that's when they get to share anything that they would ever want to share uh, with their friends and family. So I, I have worked with so many couples over the years and I have some couples that are what I call over sharers. So they <laughs> are like sharing things that I wouldn't think anybody would want to know, but they really want to give me, you know, a book on it. 
And then I have other couples that are like, yeah, we're just going to give you the highlights. And so I tell my couples, you know, there's no right and there's no wrong. It's whatever you want everybody else to know. That's what you put in there. If there's, if, if you met in a way that you don't want anybody to know, we don't need to have it in there. Yeah. So um, I kind of you know, walk them through that process. And so um, once I get that back, their questionnaire back, then I start working on a very, very rough draft because mm-hmm. even though they gave me all the details of their story, um, sometimes there are little pieces and parts of it that really needed to be knitted together. And I need them to help me with that. So creating mm-hmm. everything in a Google doc, just to make it easy. Um, we mm-hmm. all have access to that and, you know, editing rights, um, is assigned to them as well. And so we just kind of volleyball the back and forth as long as it takes. And then they are the ones that sign off on that ceremony. So it's not one of those things mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, you know, we really need to wrap this up, even if that's kind of really what we need to do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really important to me. I'm very, very couples focused and mm-hmm. we're creating memories that they and their friends and their family are going to look on and remember and cherish. And so, um, it just seems only right to me that they would be the ones to say, oh, we are so in love with this. We're ready to yeah. go on to the next step. So that's kind of how it goes. So you, so you do show them like the whole um, ceremony beforehand and everything. Okay. I do. I do. Cause you know, a lot of couples shared with me before I started doing all that, they were just really afraid of what an officiant would say, mm-hmm. especially, you know, most officiants do this kind of in a part-time side gig type of thing. Yeah. And they don't really have the time to spend with couples to learn about who they are and their relationship, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times they're winging it. They're kind of hoping that, you know, that they got it right. Um, but couples, have been sharing with me that they're kind of afraid of what might be said at the altar that might either not be appropriate for them or for their guests. Um, and so I just felt like they need, you know, they need to be the ones to sign off. This is, has to be a hundred percent what they want. You know, with that being said, I do have couples that say to me, you know, we, we wouldn't mind a little bit of surprise or a little bit yeah. of for that. And, and only when I get to know them well, and that's really my goal in all of this, um, would I be comfortable in doing that? So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that that fear is not unique, you know, that of, of what an officiant is going to say. I mean, Jordan, I don't know about you, but you know, when we got married, we, we did get married in a church and, and, you know, we, we are, we grew up religious, but I was, we had, I had never met our officiant and our pastor before, really before. And I was terrified that she was going to do the whole obey your husband thing. And the, you know, the, I don't know, I now pronounce you Jordan, Mr. and Mrs. Jordan, like, like things that I just were not important to me, but because I didn't know this woman very well, I was like, like, I think she'll listen to me. I'm not sure. So to have that trust in that, like, okay, this person is on my side. This is going to go the way I want it to. I mean, I don't know where you, you probably weren't as scared of that Jordan, but <laughs> well, you bring up good points that we didn't really know her that well. I mean, that alone yeah. is like, you know, you, you kind of feel, I think like what Christy was saying too, is you kind of feel like you're, a, you're trying to fit a mold, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, just whatever they say, they say, I mean, they're the ones in the, in that position, but it really shouldn't be. It should be more about, about us at, you know, the couple and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of obviously nerves and stuff, but um, yeah. gladly it went okay. It went well. Um, which is what is, I guess, what makes a good efficient someone who listens to the couple. Um, you also do destination weddings as well, right? So 
where is this taking you? <laughs> you know, where are you doing these weddings? This is taking me everywhere, which I love. Um, I, I love that I can do that. Um, so if I decide to maybe spend, um, you know, the majority of the winter time in Florida, mm-hmm. um, my family, by the way, is from Florida. So I do spend a lot of time there. Um, I can, you know, easily pick it up over there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that. Um, and destination weddings can be anywhere in the States. Uh, I believe there's only a couple States that, that I might not be able to with the type of ordination that I have. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm, what I'm trying to focus on right now is more, um, international oh, really? oh, wow. and destination weddings through, um, through Sandals and beaches resorts. Um, one of the perks that I get as a member of um, an organization for wedding planners and wedding vendors is that, um, I can help couples book their, either their destination wedding or their honeymoon or their retie the knot type of ceremony. Um, and I can be a part of that. So that's really, really exciting. That is exciting. Wow. That's really cool. That's a great opportunity. It is. It is. So really exciting, something different. And I can definitely kind of want to move in into that direction. You know, should it present itself, which I hope that it does. So how, how much time would you recommend that a couple like at what point in their wedding planning process should they start speaking to an officiant or to you to kind of get this rolling? That's kind of a tough question only because for me, I spend a lot of time with my couples and I spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. editing their ceremony. So I really want to be able to work with them at least five or six months um, ahead of time. Here's what, what we're noticing is that there really isn't that I know of another officiant group that offers the same type of of ceremony mm-hmm. experience. When I say that, um, the ceremonies are written from scratch from the ground up. So it's not a copy and paste. It's not a, it's, you know, it's not a piecing of anything. This is all inspired by our couples. Um, so it, it, it is worked from the ground up. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of time involved in, in creating that story and editing that story. Um, because we're the only ones I believe that offer that type of an experience. Um, I am booking a good, 12 to 18 months in advance. Oh, wow. wow. So yeah. There's only, there's only one me. I do have um, a staff efficient that works with me as well. Um, mm-hmm. And he is amazing. I, I do have another staff efficient who's covered some weddings for us um, this past year as well. You know, once we're all booked, we're, we're booked, we can't clone ourselves, which I, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, if that, if they at all, when, when I meet with my couples, if they at all feel like we're going to be a great fit in working together. I kind of want to back up a little bit too. Um, I'm the one that writes all of our ceremonies. So even if mm. our couples are going to have another officiant um, actually officiate that wedding, they still get the um, advantage of working with not only their officiant, but me as well because of the writing process. So they work with me up until oh, wow. a month before the ceremony. And then I, um, you know, warmly exchange them over to their officiant and they work, they begin working yeah. with them as well. So, um, so yeah, your, your question is as soon as they know that we're great, <laughs> I definitely would love to work with them because dates are going so crazy quick and fast right now. Oh, I bet with all the catch up and the newly exactly. engaged couples. Yeah. Exactly. Have you always liked writing or is that something you kind of grew into with this profession? I've always liked writing. Um, as a kid, I would journal a lot. Um, as a, in an elementary student, I I forgot about this. I was going through some boxes um, when I was trying to still unpack. Um, I'm still unpacking. Um, <laughs> found that I um, 
had submitted a lot of work through my school at that time and won some awards in writing. And so it, I just forgot about it. And then all of a sudden it just started coming naturally to me. So I'm just really excited to be able to, to revisit that. And, um, that's so uh, wonderful and fun. Yeah. I hate writing (laughs) (laughs) Jordan though. Jordan is a fantastic writer, a very flowery writer. Like Jordan, you would be great at just kind of pumping out some, maybe some poetry or (laughs) (laughs) or some wedding ceremonies or something. I just, I think that's a huge, you definitely have to have a talent for that, you know, because you know, I'm very interested in it. Right. Yeah. I'm very good at like analytical writing, which I'm sure is something that a, a bride and groom would just love is just, <laughs> so, no. you never know. Everybody's different. Everybody That's has true. Flavor, you know, so that might, some, that might work. Yeah. Some couples need that, you know, need that direction that, that, like you said, the analytical and I mean, the process yeah. part of it too, you know, well, not all flowery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you're actually at, you know, the day of, so the wedding and the, the rehearsal, do you ever find, and I'm kind of, I'm, this is kind of a leading question because I've done wedding planning in the past and everything. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever find that you have to be the bad guy kind of during oh, yeah. rehearsals and the wedding itself? Um, yeah, and how do you, do you like that or how do you handle that? I don't know. <laughs> At first I really did not like that, but I realized very, very quickly that somebody has to run the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are working with you and, and expecting for you to coordinate a rehearsal, um, there's time restraints. A lot of times, you know, they've got dinner reservations. Mm-hmm. And so I really set the tone from the get-go. I kind of preview with a couple, this is how we're going to run this. Mm-hmm. Um, we should only, it should only take about 30 to 45 minutes. As long as everybody's here. Um, I send them an email prior to letting them know the importance of everybody being there promptly so that we can get started because it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to start a wedding rehearsal when everyone isn't there. Right. Um, so starting, you know, with them, they, they kind of know by the time we get to rehearsal, um, how it's going to play out. Um, I usually just tell them if everybody's there to gather everybody, and then I'll take it from there. Um, and I, again, set the tone with the wedding party mm-hmm. and just say, Hey, you know what, we can get this done really quickly. Um, I know you're excited. Um, the thing that can be a little bit, um, crazy is, um, they may already be drinking. And so (laughs) then, you know, then that can be a challenge all in itself. And then you kind of wonder, well, what's going to happen for tomorrow. So a lot of times I do have to address that. And I just have to say, you know what, this is a wonderful time of celebration. Um, but you know, we, we've got some work to do before we get to that point before we can, Mm -hmm. um, uh, celebrate in that way. So, um, I'm getting used to it now. So it really, I don't think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that when you're the wedding planner or the officiant or kind of whoever is, is being looked to as that person in power or of authority Mm -hmm. on, especially during the rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you kind of have to be the, you know, the, the taskmaster a little bit. And I, when we, so when we did this last wedding where we jointly officiated, I, you know, I, I had to have that conversation. I was like, you know, I mean, I'm going to be in the wedding party too and having a lot of fun, but we all need to make sure that no one is falling down drunk or ruining Mm -hmm. this for the couple. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a super important um, thing to do, but I also love confrontation. So (laughs) (laughs) I I do. I really do. Healthy confrontation. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) 
healthy confrontation okay uh, <laughs> so um yeah i kind of like being the bad guy sometimes i don't know <laughs> constructive confrontation there yeah yeah there we go yeah not like a fist fight or anything like that. <laughs> i kind of knew that saying what needs to be said yeah <sighs> and then so when you're um during the ceremony, what are you using to read the ceremony off of? Are you writing it down on paper? Are you printing it out? Are you using an iPad? What are you using? Well, I learned that the hard way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of, I guess I'm an old fashioned girl. Uh, I started using a, it was a smaller um, type of a, a little notebook, but then, you know, as we get older, as you'll find out, you guys are young yet. Um, you can't really see it as well as you used to. So all of a sudden, you know, these letters are getting bigger. You need them to be bigger. Um, I thought, oh, well, I will just do the iPad. Um, but there have been times when my iPad just decides, hey, I'm not going to work today, even though it's been charged, even though I checked it a hundred million times. Um, so for a while, I would just have the backup. I would use the iPad as as my primary, and then I'd have a binder as a backup. And these days I don't even do the iPad anymore because depending on the lighting, you may not yeah. see it. Um, if you're outside, if it's at night, it's just, it's really, really hard to remember, you know, that you have a lot of uh, adjustments that you have to do with the settings on that. And I don't want to be caught. It happened once and I don't ever want it to happen again mm. where, where um, I'm in a panic because my iPad isn't working. So I definitely bring a really nice black binder. Um, I've got page protectors on it um, and not too shiny so that, you know, if I'm outside and yeah. the sun's out that, you know, I don't get the glare on it. So that's, although that is, those are words of a professional, Christy, because no. <laughs> we were in a panic. <laughs> like oh, you said. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we, Jordan and I both had our own iPad, <laughs> uh, no, no written or printed copy oh, at no. all. Um, and yeah, the ceremony was outside at a ski resort. So reception was pretty bad. Um, oh, so oh. Jordan is very intelligent and thought to at least take screenshots of all of the, oh, the Google so doc. Yeah. So, um, we ended up, I think we did end up using like the pictures and like kind of flipping through them, but, um, mm -hmm. yeah, a couple hours before the ceremony, I was like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, but, um, so if I can give anything to listeners, I'd say, listen to that and bring a binder. If you're going to be officiating, bring a binder. Yes. And that's a whole other, if we want to talk about, um, uh, about those that are interested in officiating, that's a whole other episode. Right. Right. Absolutely. Lots of, lots of great tips and things for that. So, right. So, so yeah, so, I mean, so, uh, couples looking to, to book, you know, you as an officiant or, you know, someone outside of maybe this, the traditional, whoever comes with the church, right. Um, what advice do you have for those looking for an officiant and kind of like, what questions would you recommend they ask when they're maybe interviewing someone? Yeah, I do have, um, oh gosh, an infographic at one time um, called four things to consider before hiring your efficient. And in fact, mm. I think it might be active on my website right now. Um, definitely some great questions to ask. Uh, I always ask the couples to make sure that they do their homework, check out the officiants website and their social media profiles. Are there smiles all around in the, in the photos? Um, what are other couples saying about their services? 
um, when reading the about section of their, the website, does it seem like they're reading your mind? Are they speaking to you? Mm. Um, do you feel like you're, you know, really, really good fit before you really make that appointment, really, you know, do the homework and kind of, um, stalk them. That's what our social media pages are for. And our website is for, for, you know, we're letting you stalk our page, uh, to learn about us because, you know, we definitely want to work with couples that feel mm -hmm. that we might be a great fit. I want them to be sure that the ceremony is going to be all about them because it should be, uh, the two of them should be the focus of a conversation when they do meet. Um, I think it's important that the officiant that they meet with, um, is generally invested in that conversation and yeah. wants to get to know them. Um, you know, are they personable? Does the conversation put everyone at ease? Are they interested mm -hmm. in the vision that you have? This is huge. Are they interested in the vision that you have for your ceremony mm -hmm. or, you know, do they have an agenda that they want you to visit? And that's, you know, that would be a, a definite red flag right there. Um, I ask them, you know, to, to make sure that they enjoy the conversation. Um, if it falls flat, if there's any kind of awkward uncomfortableness, then it's just, it's not going to be a good fit. And, you know, we don't take it personal when couples go elsewhere because we know there's some, there's something that something there that means that we're not going to be a great fit to work together. And this is such an important moment in a couple's lives. Um, I don't really take it personal um, because they have to be comfortable. They're, they're the boss. Uh, next thing that I would recommend they ask is to find out what's all included in the service because, you know, couples, they look at their budget and they look at the number and, you know, we charge more than what other officiants do, but we're also giving you more. We're giving you something completely different. Um, so I always, um, recommend that when they compare the services to other officiants, just really make sure it's an apples to apples comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, I ask them to see if they can find value in the services that they offer, and then when determining their value to be sure to include the years of experience that they bring to the table, maybe not as much, um, you know, how many weddings, but the yeah. weddings they do, what are the couples saying? Gosh, when I got started, um, I didn't have a lot of experience behind me, but the ceremonies that I did were on point and they were really, really right. good and had some great couples to work with. And so it's really all about the quality of, you know, the service that you're getting, and you're not going to find anything out unless you um, hear from real couples on that. I think the last thing that I would recommend um, when they meet with an officiant is to find out what working together would end up really looking like. So mm -hmm. how often will they be meeting? Will they be meeting in person or virtually? Um, how often will they be able to get in contact with each other? How, you know, how often does the officiant plan on reaching out to them? Um, what's the process in personalizing their ceremony if, if they do personalize it? Um, mm -hmm. Or do they just offer a handful of, of written scripts and say, hey, this is what you yeah. have, this is your option. So just really, really finding out you know, what you're getting, mm -hmm. what value you're getting for the service that you're paying for. Yeah, that's great advice. I love it. That's You sound like you know what you're talking about, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> so in that vein, I think maybe we should answer an advice question. Do we feel up to doing that? Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. Uh -huh. All right. Jordan, you want to read our question today? All right. Both my family and my fiance's family are pretty religious. We're not. We don't want to have a church wedding. Instead, we want to have an outdoor wedding with a friend officiating. How do we convince our parents that this is okay? Hmm. Ooh. That's a, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. an easy one. You Really? Jump. This is so easy. This oh. is Oh, I'm so sweet. excited to hear your answer then yeah. because I am like, oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one. 
I, and I think I've written a couple blog posts about this, you know, couples are under a lot of stresses or planning a wedding because they've got so many people in their ear. They have friends in, in their ears and family members saying, we did it this way. You should do it that way. You should do it traditional. This is the way you're supposed to do it. Those types of things. Um, when I meet with my couples, I let them know, number one, there are no rules. I said, I'm not going to be one of those um, officiants that will tell you that you have to do this or that other than what the state of Michigan requires, which is very, very little, by the way, everything else is, is up to them. I have talked to many, many couples that have been in this type of a situation. And, and I tell them, you know, this is when you need to let everybody know, I appreciate um, what you have to say. And I understand it. And, and thank you for sharing you know, those thoughts with me. And, and I know that you have the very, very best intentions, you know, wanting me to do it um, your way or the way you feel um, we should do this, but this is our wedding. These are our uh, memories that we're creating. We want to look back on it without any regrets, because what happens is when couples end up settling because grandma wants this and mom mm-hmm. wants that and dad wants this, it makes them sad when they look back on their wedding day and mm-hmm. nobody wants to do that. So my advice to them would be just to sit down with everybody in the, the family, or, you know, if it's friends, you know, whoever is, is kind of whispering in their ear, let them know that they're heard. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. wants to be heard. So you start with that saying, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, that means a lot to me. And I know you're coming from a great place but this is what I've dreamed of ever since I was a little girl, or this is what we've always dreamed of when we've talked Mm -hmm. about getting married. Um, You know, that being said, I do when couples, when it comes to the religion part of it, um, that can get a little sticky. So um, I have had conversations with couples and I said, you know, there are ways for you to compromise um, very, very simply without really giving in. And, and so uh, to give you an example, when you have a couple that is not religious, but they're both raised in religious homes, sometimes mm-hmm. if all they do is mention God, so mm-hmm. have the officiant say, oh gosh, I'm putting myself on the spot and don't have anything to read. Um, <laughs> it be no problem, but it's later at night too. So, um, you know, so the officiant would say something like, as, as we celebrate with them, as they are joined before God in marriage, that type of thing. Oh, yeah. so, you know, mentioning God, um, maybe a short prayer. A lot of times couples are, as long as God is mentioned and mm-hmm. then there's a quick prayer, a non-denominational prayer, by the way, we're not doing any, anything formal, but a mm-hmm. very um, non-denominational prayer that usually does it mm-hmm. uh, for parents that really uh, will appease them. And, you know, sometimes every couple is different. Sometimes we might have to add one or, or two other elements in it. Um, but, you know, if it's very, very, um, you know, minute, if it's just a, a touch of something that, that usually is enough to satisfy um, parents when it comes to, you know, adding a little bit of, you know, yeah. no, those are good points or even adding like a reading or something or kind of, kind of, yeah. Jordan, do you have any, I see you nodding a lot. Do you have any uh, extra things to add on that or any opinions or extra That's, advice you'd give this couple? Yeah. I mean, at first I was thinking like, yeah, you just be honest and you know, this is our wedding do it this way, but that's an interesting layer and in perspective that Christy put on about having maybe like a few points, minor points of succession and just kind of, you know, succeeding a little bit and just saying, you know, let's do yeah, like a reading or a prayer or something like that. But um, so that's, that's a good point, but I think, yeah, the biggest thing is communication, you know, and being mm-hmm. honest, like you said, with, with the family and the friends and whoever, and just kind of saying, you know, I understand this is a big day for you as well, but please, you know, 
this is our wedding and you know that kind of thing because a lot of it too can come from maybe the parents maybe their parents were doing that to them and it just yeah. kind of carries over a little bit so sometimes you know bucks gotta stop somewhere right I mean <laughs> yeah yeah and I totally agree with both of you I do think though I always like to like kind of think like push it a little bit further so what if you what if you meet with your parents and they and they say you've explained all this to them and they still say no. And they say, we're paying for the wedding. Right. So when money kind of comes in there, I always think like, I always think you might have, if, if that's like a sticking point for your parents or something, like it's a, it is a church wedding by a priest or you don't get the money. Um, which I don't think that necessarily happens to a lot of couples. I think that parents generally want their, their children to be happy. Right. But if it were to happen, I do think that someone or couples should kind of be prepared that they might have to then pay for the wedding. Um, I, I do think there are, when there are values that are just very different in, in regards to who's kind of fronting the bill, you have to be prepared for that. But um, kind of like a like, choose your battle situation at that point. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And I mean, yeah. So, I mean, cause so for our wedding, right. I mean, we had some extended family members who were a little judgmental about the fact that we were going to be married by a female priest, mm-hmm. um, or pastor. Um, you know, I didn't really care if they, what they thought about that because I was like, you are so far removed. Right. Um, but, but you know, when it's someone who has a really, really big stake in kind of everything that's being planned, their, their, their opinion does, does hold more weight, but, um, but I always go right to the negative. I always like want to know what the worst case scenario would be first and then kind of work backwards. Us to be prepared for sure. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. But, but no, I think those are good ideas, right? I think, um, a little bit of compromise is always, always good if it's becoming too much. Um, but yeah, trying not to make, you know, you, you want to make yourself happy first yourself and your fiance. That that's the biggest important thing. So, yeah. Awesome. So before we end and wrap up, I usually think it's a great idea, um, to end with a funny story or a story of maybe a, a lighthearted mishap <laughs> from our past. So as an officiate, Christy, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some stuff that's happened <laughs> your weddings do you have a story you'd like to share with us I I do have one that I I can feel comfortable sharing I think yeah um, so when I meet with my couples uh, whether we're doing a virtual rehearsal or we're doing an in-person rehearsal you know I give them tips throughout the process and one of the tips that I give them is um, when it comes to the ring exchange and just mm-hmm. letting you know them know that sometimes the ring is not going to go all the way on especially with brides you know Brides oh, get so super nervous. And if, if it's really warm out, then they're sweaty. And, and so their, their ring finger is like two sizes too large. Um, yeah. It's just crazy how that happens. So I prepare them. I said, you know, nine times out of 10, this happens at, at, at weddings. And just to let you know, um, when you put that ring on the finger, if it doesn't get past the knuckle, it's okay. At the end of the day, you're still going to be married. Don't jam that ring on the finger. <laughs> And it seems like, you know, a lot of couples, they hear it, but then they don't because then all of a sudden they feel like, oh my God, we're not going to get married if we don't get that ring (laughs) ring finger. So it's, it's just funny how this works. It's one of those things that almost, uh, there's always some kind of a mishap in regards to the rings um, because the couples forget the tip. 
And I remember uh, a wedding that I did this past summer with a couple that I'd also um, done some pre-marriage coaching with. So they were like my kids. And so it was just a really, really special um, honor to be working with them as an officiant. And so during the ceremony, um, it was the ring exchange. And so I said, okay, Sean, please place the ring on Sam's finger and repeat after me. And sure enough, he gets that <laughs> ring on and it's not going. And he has this very confused look on his face. And of course, the videography, of course, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's just jamming that ring on Sam's finger. All of a sudden, after he's trying to get this ring on Sam's finger and it's definitely not moving, he, he all of a sudden just threw up his hands and, and he just, said in front of everybody kind of looked at, at the guests and he said, she told me about this yesterday. I don't know why I don't listen. <laughs> and we got the best pictures. So I used a couple of those because that's, you know, just one of those great fun improv yeah. moments. Yeah. So any couple listening when it comes to that ring, exchange, <laughs> you know what, just go with it. Believe me, you know, the bride, especially, well, she'll just move that ring where it needs to be in plenty of time. It's, it's right. Still going to get married. So oh my gosh, it's so funny. Cause he's like, probably I have one task. I yep. have to do one thing right today. You know, I have to get I that ring on the finger. Said. I think yeah. that he said something to that effect, if I remember correctly. So that was so fun. Oh my gosh. Jeez. But it's like, okay, I don't want to spend my, uh, uh, wedding with a broken knuckle or, <laughs> or a stuff <laughs> ring. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Well, thank you so much, Christy. We did it. I'm so happy we were able to talk to you. You've set the bar really high for all the other vendors we ever have on our podcast. So if, if couples are wanting to get in touch with you and find you, um, where, how is the best way to get in touch with you? Um, the best way would probably be through my website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's www.brookswedingceremonies.com. Awesome. Um, I've also got an Instagram page. You can um, check us out on um, social media. Uh, we have a um, Facebook business page as well. But yeah, just um, I would just invite them to take a look and to see what services that we offer and just kind of let, let them know exactly um, what they're getting. And if they feel that we might be a, a great fit, I would love for them to be able to reach out. Awesome. Yeah. And we will, um, like I said, link those, um, uh, the website and kind of that information in the show notes. So if anyone's looking for that, they can find it there. Um, and I know Jordan and I highly recommend to anyone looking for a wedding officiant, or if you know someone who's looking for a wedding officiant to reach out to Christy, cause I mean, yeah, your ceremonies are beautiful. Um, also, I mean, we'll hopefully do another episode sometime about if you're looking to become a wedding officiant or maybe officiate your first wedding because, um, yeah, your resources and your coaching was just pivotal to our success at our wedding. So so happy to hear that. Yes, it was awesome. So, um, and I, I see you, you do offer coaching sessions, so that's really, really awesome. So find out more at our Instagram at the I do diaries. Um, we'll also put our website in the show notes as well. So these show notes will have lots of, lots of information. Um, we would love, um, anyone planning a wedding or anyone recently married or another vendor, if you're interested in um, coming on the show to fill out our questionnaire on our website. And, um, other than that, thank you everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Bye. Bye.